to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you clear. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my It feels like one of those parts where you get to say, I didn't come here alone when you're a guest preacher. I didn't come here alone. I'm with my wife. <laughs> But this... <laughs> when you're visiting. But God is good. I'm so humbled uh, by this opportunity, uh, Pastor. Thank you so much. So, a lot of revelation has been poured out here in the different ministrations that have gone on so I actually feel like maybe i should even just like say one or two things and go because the brothers have like done the deals and uh thank you so much for the very very powerful ministrations and wisdom shared let's just pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for this opportunity to delve into your word and as your spirit ministers to us thank you lord that will be transformed from the inside out in the name of jesus speak through my mouth lord think through my mind in the name of jesus and change the lives of those that hear this word in jesus' name amen okay so we are looking at eternal investments may i just have um Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 How many have listened to the podcasts um for eternal investments Okay I can see some hands are still down How many have listened to the podcast for eternal investments don't be shy we don't bite here Okay cool um that shows that a lot of us can Uh, need to listen to the podcast because it's it's life changing it's life changing um when, when when you when you realize the wisdom of the spirit and come to an awareness that this life is borrowed you will not live anyhow when you just have that awareness that this life you have is actually not yours it's borrowed you will not live anyhow Walking eternity conscious is one of the greatest perspectives or let me not call it a gift because it's a decision it's a conviction but it's one of those most important things in life as a believer hallelujah so we've been our pastors trained us in eternal investments and uh, our brothers had explained what eternal investments were um things that we do uh, in in in, in 
paraphrasing, things that we do here on earth that have an impact in eternity, either to our advantage or to our disadvantage, because we understand that investment is really you uh, employing a resource to get a profit. Now, it can either be a good investment or a bad one. So even in eternity, when it comes to eternity, the principles are still the same. We employ resources, we invest them, and we get either a profit, we will get either a profit or a loss, depending on what resource we use and how we invest it. So we have different resources. When we study uh, the book of uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, and this is our theme scripture. So it says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Then, then there's a song, I don't agree with the rest, part of it, the rest of the parts of the song, but it says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through and whatnot. That's true. So that... And... So I've been I just need to make an announcement. Can we mask up, please? For me at least there's no one here, so I'll mask up when there's someone coming over. Uh or something like that. Yeah. But just so that I'm freer because yeah, I'm quite new with a robot or something. Mask. So yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. So we need to set our, our minds on things above and not things on the earth. Meaning, while we are on the earth, we should be conscious of eternity. So it doesn't mean the time that we have to spend here on earth is useless. It just means we should use the time wisely. Um, when we read Psalm 90 verse 2, we will not go there. It says, teach us, Lord, to number our days that we may obtain a heart of wisdom. So sometimes the only way to obtain a heart of wisdom is if you number your days or if you number your time. So we learned also from uh, pastors teaching that numbering is different from uh, counting. Numbering is where each day has got a serial number. So when the Bible says, for example, God has numbered your hairs, it's like each hair strand has got like a serial number. One, two, three, four, five. That's what numbering is. So working in eternity means being conscious of the fact that every day is accounted for. And you're investing badly or properly. I was about, I was going to say goodly. Yeah, no, no, But God is good. Um, so an investment is a resource we have defined. Now, guiding principles on eternal investments, we established that God, God, God will not ask you to do something that you are not capable of. Hallelujah. So everything that will be held accountable for are things that we were able to do. God will not ask you, God will not hold you accountable over something you are not capable of. Number two, God will also not hold you accountable for things you are not responsible for. Hallelujah. Those are just some guiding thoughts and I'll get into the... And then number three, no person lacks resources to make eternal investments. Everyone, every human being has an opportunity. No one lacks resources. 
Then number four, we said everyone makes investments using God-given resources. Everyone, everyone makes investments using God-given resources. Then number five, we establish that whether knowingly or unknowingly, everyone makes investments. So in short, there's no running away. It's like how the Bible says, uh, without knowledge, people perish. That's on the side, one side. Then on the other side, it says, to he who knows and does not do it, to him it is sin. (laughs) So it's like, we have no choice but to know and then do what we know. Because if you don't know, you will perish. And then if you do not practice what you know, you will perish. So there's no choice there. There's no choice. It's just knowing what you know and practicing what you know. Very important. Now, we looked at aspects. So I'll I'll tell you what what I'll focus on uh, for this short session. So we focused on resources. Number one was um, words. Words, these are resources that were all given to invest. We've got words, we've got time, we've got money, we've got friends or friendships, uh, relationships as well. So let's just summarize these as the five resources that we have at our disposal to invest in eternity. Hallelujah. Are you following me? I'm doing... A quick catch-up for the sake of those who may not have, number one, listened to the podcast, number two, for those who are coming here maybe for the first time, etc. So just so that we're on the same page. So I sang to the page five, I'm going to cover page. In fact, in the cover page, I start design. But then I'm a graphics guy. I'm going to reply to WhatsApp. I'm going to write a blue tick. So you can't know whether they've read or not. <laughs> but God is good. Now, we cannot talk about eternity without the element of reward or punishment. Profit or loss. We also cannot talk about the reward without talking about work, effort, or the investment. This just spells to us in plain sight that God, God has an aspect where he's a businessman. He's in it. He, he's got an element of profit. He expects, he invests in us. Uh, there's another uh, teaching that pastor gave us where he says, why God invests in men? So he invests in men. He expects a profit. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Now, today is Father's Day. <laughs> today is Father's Day. And God is good. Hallelujah. Today is Father's Day. And in the context of what we are looking at as eternal investments, I just want us to look at uh, a few things. We want, we have to be on the same page first of all, that being a father, being a father is not so much about the title, but about the function or the responsibility that you actually have. 
it's it's not so much in the title and why i'm saying this is i want i don't want you to take it as oh that's for fathers but about papa kwataba nanganga no 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 like fatherhood is a place it's not a title fatherhood is a place being being a, being <laughs> There are people who can give birth and then they let the child none can. And then someone else raises them. In essence, you can say the person who took responsibility over them, in the sense, let's let's imagine they are male. Really, you would say they fathered them. Because you you will say that because of the responsibility they bore over the child. Right? So maybe who may not have taken a responsibility over the child may not so much hold water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So being a father is not so much a title. And today as the men, we need to have this mentality that we are fathers. We've got a space where we play as fathers. Hallelujah. And it's very important in uh, how we... Uh, conduct ourselves, how we speak, how we carry ourselves, the things we do, the decisions we make, and the kind of influences we wield uh, where we have the opportunity to. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to be a father? I'm just going to maybe, uh, what does it mean? And I'll be moving in between what it means to be a man and also a father in the same regard. So that's the context, yeah? Number one, we, we, know, we know that uh, procreation is one of those things. That procreation, number one, in celebrating fatherhood, we celebrate, uh, or being a male, we celebrate procreation, the ability to procreate. Go and kafiala neni or something like that. You know, that was... Yes, go and reproduce, procreate. Pastors taught us that we have been given the ability to actually reproduce and we reproduce not just uh, bodies, but actually spirits as people. Otherwise, if we were not capable of reproducing spirits as human beings, each time a baby is born, God would have to say eternal investments. How will God look at it? As men who are serving in the House of the Faith Church, what will he look at when it comes to the issue of procreation? How well did you replication, replicate the vision of the ministry you are under? Number one, how well did you replicate the vision of the ministry you are under? You see, one of the things you would do well at is if you come here, join the church, and are focused. Don't, don't be all over the place. And this is not just for the men. It's men Sunday, but we're talking to brothers and sisters. Eh? So how well did you replicate the vision of the ministry you are under? Because procreation, we're not just talking about the children you bear. How well did you replicate the vision of the ministry you are under. Do you share? Do you share the word of God that you are taught, or do you just come and are blessed and it ends there? And in the workplace, you don't even nobody even knows you are a Christian. 
He just know you were a G. <laughs> you know? How well do you replicate the vision? So when we talk about replication, I'll give you examples. So the sales that we have right now, that's replication of the vision. So you look at uh, brothers like, for example, not, I'm not saying he's the only one, Joshua. They are running a sale. They are replicating the vision of the ministry. In the realm of the spirits, that's fatherhood. He may not have people he may call children in the sense they will not call him papa. He's not a spiritual father. But in essence, he's actually being a father figure in the spirit. So he's procreating. So he'll go teach the stuff that he's taught here. It's like how we, we take the seed as men and we reproduce. So those things are reflective of... So the question is, are you procreating? Many times men are faced, and this could be a personal experience. I stand to be guided by other better perspectives. But men sometimes want to start their own thing. Like they want to have their name tagged on it. It's not all the time that you have to start your own thing. Not everyone has been called to start a vision. So sometimes you just submit. You won't die. You actually find that you become stronger because there are certain things that you will not, you will learn. There are certain things that you will not have to pay a price for because someone would have paid the price for you. You think it's easy to run a church. So you look at pastor, he comes to the front, he preaches to us, teaches his it's not easy doing ministry. It's not easy being a man of God. Did you hear the testimonies? I was, I, was, I was even laughing, but also touched when Minister Benjamin was testifying about how he <laughs> I'm not laughing at the experience, but he had so many pe- so many options of people he could have called, right? So many options of people he could have called, but he had to call pastor. He decided he would call pastor. Hallelujah. He had many options. He had brothers. <laughs> he had deacons. He had, he had to call pastor. And obviously, it's getting to a place where now it has to be just fellow brothers. Ah, brother, nah, hey, but that's for a story for another day. But he called pastor. I was touched. Like, wait. He didn't call his relatives. He didn't call this one. Meaning there's something he's seen. It's like he was in a place where he was relying on pastor. He knew that when I fall, pastor will catch me. He, he, he had to pour out, say, daddy, I'm going to situation. And he said he called not just once. Now that's one person who is a guy even. Now imagine the whole church is going to him. Imagine the whole church coming to... Imagine you are a visionary carrier. They are all coming to you. Do you think it would be easy running ministry? It's not. So that's why I'm saying the procreation issue, and that's why we're being groomed, so that we can stand in a place where he, he, he won't have to deal with all the issues, but some he can just say, oh, talk to, talk to Sister Nankan, Sister Chite, <laughs> Sister Chipo. <laughs> Sister Chipo, talk to Miriam. She'll pray for you. You know, because there's a pro, there, there's something that's been invested in you, and you are now reproducing it. There's a power. You're, it you are now you, 
a whole man Deacon Flavian or brother Chite you just think the only way you matter or you'll be great is if you start your own thing that's wrong so on procreation we need to be humble we need to reproduce what's been in us so the cell I've given you an example a practical example of the cells that we have that's procreation that's fatherhood hallelujah number two protection how well did we protect the vision the visionary and the vision carriers we're looking at eternal investments kabili so perhaps we should ask ourselves certain questions that maybe god will be asking us how well did we protect the vision the visionary and the vision carriers and protecting can come in many forms it could be in perhaps what you are doing to serve to make sure that the vision is actually coming to pass it could be in prayer okay just when nana yes oh when nana yes oh when nana yes oh okay so how well did we protect the vision the visionary and the vision carriers we should protect each other there's no vision that we ever have to start a church we've started one this is the one we have are we protecting it are we are we protecting the visionary in 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 praying for him in understanding what issues could be surrounding him the people that are persecuting him, i remember there was one time um there was yeah there was people that were trying to be funny online uh he had to stop some people said no just leave it you know what i mean like let it pass how what what comes to your mind when 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 people are persecuting your church do you distance yourself as if you are not a member tamwa beshwa babantu oloshan you when 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 you hear that there are afflictions that your sisters and brothers in hof are going through because I, i want to bring it to hof what do you do because those are the people that you've been appointed together to serve in the house and to make the vision come to How, does it even touch you your your brother is testifying that he was in the sales or something <laughs> like does it do, do you do you does it ring a bell that those are actually real afflictions that we're going through and we need to do something about it because we've been given a capacity in the spirit and we're able to handle that protection provision this one how well you gave to the ministry money time prayer and next week is partnership sunday hallelujah next week is partnership sunday how well did we um how well did we give to the ministry in terms of time money prayer commitment service the list is endless that's provision so we are talking about fatherhood right a father provides so are you being a father figure in the spirit are you providing for the ministry are you providing your time your commitment your money your prayers your study of the scriptures so that you may stand in the word of god and be an accurate representation of Jesus so that those who see you may be blessed and say mm, I need to understand where Dikonesdingase goes to church because I want to 
feed where she feeds from, you know. And then uh, we have leadership. The calling of leadership, in my view, is the calling to be an example because it's about how, you know, you being like set up there to look at. So are you being an example to your fellow brothers in Hof in character, conduct, speech, love, doctrine? Are you being a father? Because a father will set an example. So are you being a father in your space? So this is just the context in which I thought I should bring out certain issues uh, for us to celebrate uh, fatherhood. Of the five things that, of the five resources that we have in eternal investments, I want us to focus on relationships. Not the one you're thinking about. <laughs> relationships generally. Okay. Um, there was one time I was staying in Pika, 2007 to 2009. So there was this businessman. <laughs> You know, so you know how well Mpika is not necessarily one of those places you would say it's not so strange if you can associate it with the African tradition or things like that. You know what I mean? Eh? It's like Kusamfia or you hear places like Kumpurungu, those who stay there or have relatives there, no offense. I just I'm just trying to be a Zambian. Um, like, you know how you can say, mm, but obviously those things shouldn't bother you because you're a believer, you're above that, yeah? But like, you just, you know, you know what I'm saying. Don't make me over-explain these things. So, yeah. So, we shifted to Mpika and there was this businessman who had shops by the name Chumabant. So, the first time I went there in the shop, it was packed. And by then, I wasn't a believer. So, I was just thinking, <laughs> so, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, the people are the money. <laughs> so when you see the people, they are money, so you can convert them to money. How? I don't know. That's what was running in my head. <laughs> so I was thinking, ah! Obviously, it's quite a foot money. But obviously, I got above that, and it could mean a number of things. You know what I mean? Uh, meaning your wealth is in people, and things like that. They say things like that. Not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying what they say. But then there's a place where we understand the value of uh, relationships. Yeah? Matthew chapter 25. 25 verse 34 to 40. Uh, we'll look at uh, this one to be our main scripture. 24, because we're looking at eternal investments, eh? Okay. So, then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Go on. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, 
you did it to me. So, what the righteous were doing to people, the brethren, they did to Jesus. So, he's now giving them a reward, an eternal reward for what they did, for the investment they had made. Hallelujah. Now, the question is, did they do it to Jesus directly? Did they make the investments directly? What, how did they invest them? Through the people. So there's a place for relationships in eternal investments. How we treat the brethren. And it's interesting, it says, the least of these my brethren. Meaning, there's almost, you would say, there's a hierarchy he was considering. Like, there's the least, then it's like there's a continuum somewhere. But he just makes reference to even the least. You know what I mean? So it's like there's the great among the brethren and whatnot. So how you treated each of those who matter in eternity. Hallelujah. And this brought me to an understanding that relationships are, uh, I'll, I'll give four types of relationships. Based on this, uh, there's relationships upwards, those above you, uh, spiritual authority. So we have a father in the house. We have a pastor. We have our first lady. We have uh, deacons. We've got departments. We've got different people that have been assigned uh, responsibility through our man of God, right? So if, let's say I'm a department member. I'm, I'm a member of the House of the Faith Church. My relationship with pastor is not, we are not at the same level. You know what I mean? He's up there. Like, I have to look up to him. You know what I mean? So, our relationship is like this. I'm looking at him like that. I esteem him because he's my leader. He's my father. So, that's in the essence of the spirit. There's people older than you. Um, Abakalamba, honor your father and mother and your father. You can never be older than your parents. <laughs> your biological parents. That's, one, that's why the blessing we get from parents is uh, long life, right? Because you can never outgrow your parents. That's why when you honor your parents, you tap into uh, life. Age. Age, in essence. And that's why you will live long. That's the blessing that's promised when you honor your father and mother. It's that of longevity. Uh, so it, it talks about older people in the faith also. So it could be someone younger than you by age, but you honor them because they are older than you. They know stuff that you don't know. They've been to places in the spirit you've never been before. You may be 30, but you can't say because you are 30, everyone else in the spirit because they are 28, then they are under you. How? You know what I mean? And how you treat them will depend on your understanding of them and the relationship that you share. So there are relationships upwards. The people, fathers in the faith, the older, that's why the Bible says, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would your own father. It's showing you that even if you may be, you may know more, you have to understand the kind of, we have to respect hierarchy. 
because it will matter what how we treat them will be dependent on our understanding of how um, the relationship we share hallelujah then there's the relationships at par or at the same level where you have uh, it's a horizontal one so brothers sisters let's say in a natural sense let's say for example those you are classmates with but you can also have a pastor in your in your class like pastor was a law student but he had other people he was mentoring in the same class so it depends it's contextual but i'm just trying to bring an understanding that you can have people you're at the same level with okay maybe people you're in the same discipleship class with you maybe receive jesus at the same uh, and all that associates those people you are you are you are you are you are you are at the same level with okay your friends how did even even um boyfriend girlfriend can come in here if you are dating you would say you are you are at the same level really even though obviously there may be issues of you know the there's leadership there's a leadership and what not by the man and what not but there's you are at the same level and it matters how you treat that relationship it matters how you treat your boyfriend or your girlfriend Do you treat them as a boyfriend do you actually treat them as a righteous person who is actually now your boyfriend uh, No it matters what comes first eh because that would determine how you treat them so if you treat them as your boyfriend that's the honor you will give them it's the honor of a boyfriend the righteous part will not pop up in the picture that's how you talk to them anyhow kaidi kaidi they're just a boyfriend <laughs> not discernment now my brother you will not discern that she is actually a temple of the holy spirit so you talk to her anyhow mule bika ma problems mwana wabe no mwina dikarire fyoko mwamukonka yo nimbona Wali pala kali rubaka mwefi. Nshikeshi beneshi na batinga na ibukshana lagugura bat. Kurifa kali ruboko mapalako. You know? You had to game. But then when you get it, you get what you wanted. You now eh mwaluka batafika. So ona lax. So eh era ba pasa randa pwati. Nomba mwaingirirana, mwafumenana nokufumenana nom. Yeah. Mariam's number. Yeah, no sorry but yeah, no mana muchivelesh. There's no honor, there's just familiarity. No one can correct the other. Kula tina na fiata. Kairi ni ba boyfriend. Ni ba bay. You bay yourselves to none can. To to loss in eternal investments. Hmm? But I, I I think I'm preaching the right stuff. No, maybe cut cooker up your pain if you're stupid. Because you see these things look simple when we are talking about them. <laughs> But they are real. Yeah. They are real. I've talked to one or two uh, people in my life growing up in the faith and perhaps maybe have been of help here and there. So, I know what I'm talking about at least. You know what I mean? So, how What what investment do you make with your partner? Eh? Like first of all, now maybe let me take one step back. Every relationship is meant for fruit. 
there must be fruit to every relationship. That's why we said every dating should lead to what? Marriage. Marriage. Not that you're testing the waters. Testing what waters? At the be- before you start, you must commit that e. marriage. Otherwise, what are you testing? Nimulabu? No. Someone's heart is not sodium chloride. You know what I mean? That's someone's heart, bro. So test what? Test before you start, Kaidi. So we've got to invest rightly in relationships. Otherwise, those things will stand before how we treated them. You go in the flesh. Your attributes change from wanting a sister Chipo who can sing and praise the Lord or Deaconess Beauty who can come, stand here and pray and preach. Now it's about who can dress a certain way. In the flesh. And you make the wrong investment, end up with the wrong person who be nagging you, who be a ninja to you. <laughs> you go back home. You go back home. Takuri cooking oil. Mutuma fiam pia kuri wa blue lubenu. Mutuma fiam pia kuri wa blue lubenu. Oro kani mwanishi tupe mshish. In fact, there's this. Ah. <laughs> The other day, I declarations that to let the partner, to let the partner. And the fact 1,000 this time. He month more because 1,000. Maybe to check a partner, he some Q3. <laughs> and you fail to partner. You fail to invest in identity. That season, you miss out. It matters who you settle with. And therefore, it matters who you date. Hallelujah. Okay. My time is up. I'm wrapping up. <laughs> relationships subjected, or uh, relationships below you, rather. Those, the below, those you may have influence over. Let's say, for example, you are a department head, for example, and you have people you have influence over because you are leading them. Let's say in class, you have people you have influence over. You're a class rep or something. You have an opportunity to influence them towards something. And you can actually use that opportunity to preach Jesus to them. But how did you use that position of influence? You know what I mean? Because it's not here. Like Pastor says, he won't train you here so that you have impact here. This is where he will have impact on you and I. Us, it's outside. 
So we have people we have influence over. Even our girlfriends or our boyfriends or whoever it is, their family, our younger ones, even our older ones, we have some influence over them. You know what I mean? How well did we use those relationships to the glory of God? Hallelujah. Not hallelujah. Then there's relationships that are situational. eh? So there are times when um, it's not so much, it's, it's not like static that, okay, this one is above, this one is below. It's about maybe like who is better in this field than the other. You know what I mean? Just for the sake of understanding. Um, due to time, I'll just rush to share with you maybe a few things that will impact on how you treat others. Number one, pride can rob you of your investments in eternity. There are some relationships people have let go of because they were simply proud. They couldn't apologize. Not that they couldn't. In fact, they could. They just didn't. And the, the, the relationship had to end. And I don't mean the romantic one. I just mean a relationship. It could be maybe someone you're inviting to church. Maybe they commented something about your post. Ah, mula posana wa pastor benu. And they got touched. They acted out of offense. They, they had the right to be offended, by the way. But offense is not given. It's always taken. You could decide to say, ah, you know what? I'll not respond to it. I'll respond in love. I'll invite her to church again. Or maybe if she's not ready, they're not ready, you just keep praying for them. Not totally cutting them off because you've got a motive. Because one of the things we learned about eternal investments is motive. God is interested in why. And that's what he would judge the more than the what. Right? So pride can rob us of investing in eternity. No, that pastor is young. So I'll not listen to him. So you miss out on the relationship. Because you are looking in the flesh. But when your eyes open, you see, mm, there's something, there's something here. There's a God here. And all you will not, Jesus was not, the Bible says, we do not regard him as in the flesh. So pride can rob us of investing in eternity. We can mistreat people, look down on them, look them according to the way the world sees them, think a security guard is not worthy of your attention, only the CEO of that company. So you can only preach the CEO. They're the ones who deserve the attention. You, you fail to recognize the presence of a person by... In the flesh, you fail to invest in eternity. And God will ask you, why did you judge them according to the way the world sees people? So you failed to invest in that relationship because you are looking in the flesh. Two, familiarity. We can fail to invest in uh, relationships for eternity if we are familiar with people. We must recognize God's outworking in each other's lives. There's stuff I learned from Dikon Komaki. A lot of stuff. There's stuff I learned from Dikon Joe. There's stuff I learned from Natasha and Luyando. There's stuff I learned. You can learn, like, you have to be open. Because if you're familiar with, you are looking at, you will miss out on what you can, how, how you can invest in that. Number three, selfishness. Wow. 
one thing we have to understand that in relationships we have got to be gifts it's not necessarily in giving people gifts but it's in us becoming gifts which automatically causes us to give gifts because you cannot be a gift and not give that's what pastors taught us you cannot be a gift and not give you cannot be a gift to someone and not give hallelujah so relationships must be invested in one of the things at the beginning of the year pastor told us invest in relationships take someone out take a sister out i mean like sister taking out sister well it depends on context even the brothers can go let's say if maybe they went to the three of them or something but i hope you get the context but the mother no the conflavian said you should take out a sister so i cometh in the word of the deacon and i'm masking for your time <laughs> they can cut you you have to be careful with these brothers they can cut you so straight no we've been taught to listen to what we are taught at church so in the interest of obedience i hear come with a humble heart <laughs> and a ready pocket yeah but like invest if it's someone's birthday if you can get them something get them if you can yeah sometimes to my speeches that <laughs> not that you shouldn't give people speeches you can but if you can go extra and even find some depth in your pockets yeah go that now it 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 does something you're investing in relationships those are people because which which friends are you looking for so you think this one this these people you see here are just for church then your friends are like those who are outside that's where we get it wrong sometimes no kudiaba ku church they never nandi nyaba That's why you are one leg in the fire one leg in the water sometimes because discernment is some kuchepa kupana no it's like what kama kasoko kupana no mtu afirafini environment you've learned the law of environment so I'm not even stressed on that one eh? so it's important invest in this really if you have an opportunity uh, your department um, you are celebrating someone's birthday in your department you have you have your birthday what lists You know when it's whose birthday. If you can make them make a flower for Daphne, mom prepare to pray together. Buy them make a shawarma. Maybe for this time at least a shawarma project will be allowed if I thought that's all you can afford. Because there are those times when the shawarma project is not accepted where it's eating your offering or your, or these other times. You know, you you know how Kairi the shawarma project we shouldn't get into details. But <laughs> just an encouragement that um we can invest in relationships and it will count in eternity we looked at how we visited prisoners and it will count we looked at the, the the naked we clothed them and it will count and the list goes on and jesus is counting ah investment ah 5% investment ka profit took ah ka investment ka profit took ah investment profit took and if it's the wrong ones ka losuk Pastor told us that eternity the eternal rewards is like what a ca where we all have 100 and then we're just like removing depending on if you do something oh mafayo mafayo kokutamenta 5 out 5 marks out you see a, a, a girlfriend in a mentee or in a disciple a disciple one discipleship class you are starting to see a vision parapen ama visions ama nokuba deep parapen 
Just Just sit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, we are done. Uh, due to time, we are done. Um, at this point, I just want us to pray. Um, when we talked about provision, when we talked about protection and leadership, we talked about procreation. We have someone to look up to. We have, we have a privilege as the House of Faith Church. We have someone we can call a father. If we look at, or if personally, if I look at all these areas that I've touched on, the procreation, the protection, like I can literally see them from his life in the leadership he's displayed to others and in my personal life. I wouldn't be here if, I, if he didn't preach to me, so he procreated. I'm here. I wouldn't be here. Protect Minister Benjamin had to seek refuge from him. He knew he was a covering. So protection, he's a father. Leadership, what have we not been taught? So I just want us to pray for our man of God. As we are in the uh, in the in, in the atmosphere of celebrating fathers uh, generally across the uh, world. I don't know if this applies to Africa only or it's the whole world where it's Father's Day. Is it the whole world? It's global, eh? Yes. Like, we, I just want us to pray for our father. To just pray for him. Pray for him that he, God will preserve him. That he will not lack, like he will continue to increase in wisdom. And that he will not lack any good thing. That doors are opening unto him in his personal life. Not just for ministry. For ministry, doors are open. But in his personal life as well, doors are opening. And that God grants him the wisdom to continue increasing. And to give him divine strategies that will take him and the place of the ministry to, to a whole new level. Let's just pray in that direction. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for Pastor Daniel. We thank you, Lord. Karama sent for he has fathered us, taught us your word in the name of Jesus. Kalama Sontolobosha. Karababa Sentelebezedi. Ribaba prosper him in the name of Jesus. May he not lack any good thing. In the name of Jesus. May he prosper in health, in wealth, in the name of Jesus.